Thank you, Dr. Chris Stevenson. And so, from Jeffrey Ruggles, we have learned about Chaco Valley topography and the slave trade. And from Chris Stevenson, we've located the 1809 Negro Barrel Ground. And now we would like to take questions from you for the next 15 minutes or so. Questions? Don't be shy. I see a hand. And we have people that will come to you with microphones. I wanted to ask um, for the Negro's Burial Grounds, there, there are a number of uncertainties from the historical maps, from the historical documentations. Has there been any actual archaeological ground testing? Not just engineering corings, archaeological testing for the, to find the extent of the burial ground, how long it had been in use, and um, what areas had been used, regardless of what the photographs and the old maps say, because all of them, you have already said, all of them already have inconsistencies. There, there, there has been no archaeological testing of that, of that property. Um, Prior to the, prior to I ninety five construction, uh, there, there was not an uh, there was not an archaeological survey of that area. Um, there were no excavations there, and it, since that time, since uh, for any improvements to I ninety five, there none of those have. have um, I think there was only in that area. There's been only one change. Um, that's the relocation of a pole, um, and no no environmental impact work was was uh, associated with that. So the, the, um, the, those core borings are, are the best data we have, um, and they, are, uh, you know, they help us limit the area of the burial ground, but they don't provide any, any direct evidence that it's there. Uh, just to follow on what the last questioner said, is there any archaeological dig proposed or planned for the area? Uh, no, there's no archaeological dig uh, proposed at this time. Um, the um, the logistics of that excavation would be substantial. We've, we've seen from um, from the from the work at Lumpkins Jail, you know, the level of effort that's really required to um, uh, to do a thorough investigation. And um, so it's very uh, very technically it's difficult, um, and and um, the cost would be very, would be high. Um, is there a state site number that's assigned us? The Department of Historic Resources maintains a, a database of all recognized archaeological sites. Um, does this site have a have a recognized state number? Uh, not not yet. Not. No. Um, is there? I mean, building it, there's no. There's, it's there's no physical confirmation that that there's no artifacts from it. So, in order for this site to go from being unknown and unrecognized, possibly forgotten, to being recognized. There would have to be physical materiality found that, that proves the site exists. Yes, I guess that would be. There would have to be some, you know, physical record of it for it to be a registered site. But it, I mean, you know, it can fall within a historic district, and those property boundaries um, and those boundaries would be would be notified. So there's not, it, there is a there is a paper record for that site. Hi, uh, both presentations made a reference to. Um, uh, the, these large giant-like bones that were found in the um, excavation for the uh, prison. And I don't know, I don't quite understand the reference to this because it, everybody is familiar with um, 
human bones and what they are and what size they are. And it seems to me perhaps if they were excavating a hillside, they might have found something like whale bones or something like you would find in Westmoreland State Park or something like that. I'm sorry, an old friend there. Um, And uh, um, the other thing is in both presentations, you showed this photo of the hillside at the time of the Civil War, just post-Civil War. And it would have been very interesting if, in the presentations if there was more of a detail of that hillside in terms of topography because that would have been pre-topography to um, a lot of what was the changes that were later on in the, in the later part of the 19th century, 20th century. Well, uh, it's, we could close up. It's a little farther north. Uh, of the area we were actually talking about. And, and because it's a, a gully hillside, I mean, I, I don't know what the life of a gully is, but uh, it could be changeable. Uh, so that's actually another, you get some, some indication, but you wouldn't necessarily have the gullies in the same places, say, 30 years later. It'd be one point. Yeah, and excavating that hillside, you know, they were in, uh, you know, they may, might have been in marl deposits, you know, from the old seabed. They might have found whale bones. But whale bones, I mean, um, you know the vertebrae are, you know, that big. I, I'm I, and I don't think they could be confused with, um, uh, you know, with a human vertebra, for example. And that's one of the one that's one of the pieces that you routinely find. You also have flipper. You also have flipper bones. Um, uh, maybe that maybe they were they were confused by that. But um, um, you know, I, I would give them the, the benefit of the doubt in terms of recognizing human bones. I would think. Thank you both for your very informative uh, presentations this morning. I had a question for Dr. Stevenson when you were giving the approximation of uh, how many people may be buried there. I I think I was taking notes and might have missed something. But I wondered if your uh, approximation may have accounted for the peculiarities of uh, slave life in terms of diet and treatment and other things. Might that number actually be a little higher than the 4,000? Well, the, the I mean, the several things that can impact that estimate is that well, you're you're just looking at at, uh, at uh, African Americans in white households. I mean, there may be people outside of those households. Um, the 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 crude the crude death rate is is a, is really a high figure. Um, you know, modern populations are around twenty to twenty five, and so that's a very generous death rate. Use the term mostly um, um, for making that estimate. You know, it's not there, there's not many areas in the world where it gets higher than that, except in very catastrophic situations. So, um, I think I was generous in, in using that number. Uh, so, to, to, and it arrives at kind of the uh, you know uh, erring on the large side versus uh, versus underestimating it. A follow up question. So, of that approximately two acres that you feel pretty certain of the size. Is there any that's not covered under? I mean, is there any that is available for an archaeological dig at this time that's not already built on or under 95? Well, there, there's that sliver. You know, remember the, the, under, the underpass, you know, that kind of defines one edge. And then you have, you have the, um, the berm, the embankment of the I-95. Uh, then you have a, kind of a, a little slope of fill. So there's a there's you know there's that fifty foot um, 
it's a 50 foot 50 foot sliver and the the issue that needs to be resolved is that and it could be that could be actually resolved through boring is to where is the edge of that high bank and so um uh you know you could with a series of borings you could actually refine that um re really narrow down to you know feet east yes uh -huh. so so with um you know you could use a uh, you know series of of corings to, to really we have a resolution now of 50 feet but you know you could really narrow it down with the, with some investigations like that my question is um, for me I guess in, in my thinking about this there are a couple of things going on one is you know our need to know the precise uh, boundaries or site um, and that's one thing but for me I think I would appreciate you all giving um, an idea of what the area looked like in terms of usage, you know, like on a, on a, you know, just on an ordinary day. What did it look like in terms of people moving around? Um, you think about where the interstate was placed or where burying grounds for people who are not um, valued. That's just like like you both alluded to, um, you know, land that wasn't good for anything else, kind of a thing. You know, an interstate may be placed, or highway may may be placed in an area that isn't densely developed. That means you don't have to buy the property from, you know, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. So, what would it look like, kind of in that area, generally defined by where Broad Street ended? Um, where 15th Street was, where 17th Street is. Um, generally, what would it look like on an ordinary day? Based on the, well, the historic photographs are uh, one clue. I mean, if I was to... Were there a lot of people walking? No, it would have been, you would come to the end of Broad Street and you would have to go down a steep slope on a narrow path. Nobody would do that. a shortcut or, or, you know, going to the burial ground... Someone walks down to get hanged. You're going to have second. <laughs> you're going to have it's probably secondary growth, forests, that type of thing. Um, um, it's going to be just you know, it's going to be covered in grass and pretty isolated. I, I would think. 